MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello. Welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, August 28th, 2020. We are almost done with our vacation. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, I am really excited to come back on Monday, as you can probably tell. Uh, but we've had a wonderful week off. And uh, for now, though, we do have some interviews and good news segments for you to enjoy. Our engineering uh, department at Starburns Audio has put together some of our best moments in, in recent Daily Beans history for you to enjoy. And they are still relevant and prescient. And, and you know, I mean, how do you how can you go wrong with the interviews that you've been hearing this week? And we hope you enjoy it. And please know we will be back Monday and we are going to be geared up, fired up for the final 65-day push to November 3rd. So we'll see you Monday, and please hey, enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's time for a little self-care interview. And joining me today is one of the 3% of women creative directors in the U.S., author of the new book, Be Your Creative Sexy Self, Humorous Stories to Help You Live a Happier Life, Courtney Smith-Kramer. Courtney, welcome to The Daily Beans. Hey, hey, AJ. <laughs> AG, but you know, it's cool. AG, AG. It's cool. I fucked it up already. Sorry. Dude, no, you know what? You'd be surprised. Everybody calls me AJ. Maybe I maybe I say it weird. I don't know. Um anyway, I really wanted to have you on because first of all, your book is fantastic. And thank you. I really think that it would speak to a lot of the people who listen to our show because you assert that everyone is creative. You know, some people are like, I can't sing, I can't play piano, da-da-da. But you say everyone is creative and everyone has something to offer humankind. And I'm really interested in that humankind phrase. Can you elaborate a little bit? I can. Well, first of all, if you have a beating heart and you are human, then you have the ability to be creative, period, full stop. <laughs> and the, the reason why is, uh, you know, people confuse artistry with creativity all the time. Mm. Creativity is... Artistry is the, the stuff that everyone thinks is just what being creative is, right? Dancing, painting, singing, acting, all that expressive. It's an expression of creativity. So being creative is actually just solving a problem in a different way. So yeah. as human beings, we can all do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done some really creative Excel spreadsheets in my past, for example. Hey, that's right. Yeah, I mean, it, you can be creative in anything. It's really just looking at a problem, turning it around, coming up with a different way of thinking about it, and that will deliver a different solution that's being creative. So how do you find, if let's say you're younger or older and you haven't found your sort of niche or your, your voice or your creativity or you don't think that you have but you might have, um, you know, for example, I didn't, like, my li my whole life I've been really good at taking a bunch of complex information, boiling it down into simple to you know, simple to digest pieces for others. And, and so that's sort of where, you know, my life's work culminated into this podcast. And and I think what you're saying here is that, you know, there's somebody, everybody's good at something and everybody has something that they can be really creative. They're really, they excel at problem solving at. And some people are really good at one thing and some people are good at problem solving multiple things. And I was just sort of curious as to how, you, what inspired you to write this particular book, especially right now? Because I think it comes just in time. A lot of us are hanging on by a thread here, and I, I feel that this, <laughs> I feel this period of isolation and quarantine has really allowed us to to spend a lot of time with introspection, time with ourselves. And I was just wondering, sort of, what moved you to write to write this book? Well, I in my my career, I have had the title of creative director for a long time, and I I kind of got fed up with people who were like oh my God, you're so lucky. You're, you're so creative. You have a creative in your title. And I just kind of was like, dude, like it doesn't matter if it's in my title. Like you are a human being that has your own unique way of approaching your thinking and problem solving. And so I think I, I just kind of thought, well, you know, my husband had just written a book. And so I, I was watching him, you know, sort of go out and promote it and, and talking to people about it. And I was like, maybe this would be a fun thing for me to try, like challenge myself and just see if I can do this. Cause I always identified as a designer instead of a writer. And so sort of embarked upon my journey of just starting to write this, like just 
started with a chapter and then came up with a theme. Like it just all sort of built on each other. And I, I feel like it needed to be said. <laughs> you know, I mean, like I'm not the only one that's saying this. This is like my, my, I'm a stand for creativity and it makes me really frustrated when I see people not giving themselves full permission to be themselves. It's so frustrating, and I'm guilty of it as much as anyone else. So I thought, if I just write this and launch it, maybe if I can even just inspire one person to give them full permission to create the thing that whatever it is that they want to create, then my job is done. (laughs) And what a, you know, kind of, I'm thinking here as you're talking about this, what a sweet little allegory for life, really, you know. I, I'm going to start with one chapter and see what comes out of that. And then there's a theme and then you can build structure. And I think we go through those cycles in our lives as, you know, just exactly the way that you went through it when you were putting this book together. Well, yeah. And, and honestly, it starts with curiosity. You know, curiosity is one of the greatest gifts that human beings have because it drives imagination. It drives action. And it helps point you in a direction towards discovering more, learning more, layering more on top of what it is that you're going for. Mm. I should write that down. That was really good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, but but honestly, that and this is how this book is written. It's truly written from the the point of view of here's what I'm curious about. And so I went and checked checked out the information to find out more. And that got me curious about this. And that led me over here. And it's it provided such an adventure. I learned a new word called autotelic, which is the joy of doing something simply for doing it, <laughs> you know, which, which applies both to creativity and creation and also, you know, sex and being sexy and, and allowing yourself to be your, your full personality. So I, I kind of, that was my experience of writing the book as well. It's just like, wow, this is so fun because, just like following your curiosity takes you to new places, which allows you to connect, you know, it, it encourages divergent thinking, which is really what, what getting creative is all about. It's like this endless pursuit of divergence that helps to release dopamine in your brain, you know, which is the activates the pleasure center in your brain, which just makes you feel so great and allows you to continue your divergent thinking put new new ideas together and come up with new ways to solve challenges. Yeah, and I think it's really important also to emphasize that it's it's not that we all have like one big project in us per lifetime. And and you know, we have to keep trying to figure out how to do that one project. I I I feel like, you know, like this particular project for me, it's it's a it's a big one, but it's not going to be my last one and it certainly wasn't my first, but it's built upon all of the other projects that I that I've done, you know, starting with uh, being in the military. And then even before that, as a kid, what kind of music I was into, and then moving on to um, comedy, and then, you know, putting that all sort of together. And all of these different experiences are like little twigs in a nest, and then you build a nest, and then you live in the nest for a minute, and then you want to build a bigger nest. So you use your old nest to build the bigger nest. And so I just feel like I want to make sure everybody knows that it's okay to be still. And like, if you're in quarantine right now, and you you aren't even taking a shower, you're just like, you know what, I'll get the mail next week. I don't want you to think that uh, what what anybody here is saying is that, you know, you have to write the next American novel. It's it's cool no. to to chill the fuck out and take a minute. You know, I think that's also part of the process and to enjoy that sort of as well. And and because it's going to feed into whatever's next. Yeah. Well, first of all, like reason number 800,000 that the pandemic is screwing up everything is that it's encouraging people to not take showers, which being in the shower is actually one of the greatest places <laughs> to, to activate divergent thinking and dopamine. So I encourage everyone to go out and shower. I call it double D's in the shower, mm-hmm. divergence and dopamine, <laughs> right? <laughs> which is like, because it's like, you're warm, you're comfortable, the white noise helps your mind to wander and drift and that's what allows divergent thinking as opposed to linear thinking, right? Which is when you're totally in your head and you're really trying to take like a waterfall approach step by step. So take lots of showers. That's mm. my number one thing. Um, <laughs> but the, the other thing that you said is also so true. You know, there's the gift. I, I was just commenting, uh, there's a writer, Jennifer Rubin, um, 
Oh, I had dinner. We had dinner with her at Politicon. She's incredible. Yeah, she's amazing. I just I just saw an article on LinkedIn this morning before we uh, got on, and I and she she had she was talking about the the gift of stillness, you know, within this pandemic, and it really got me thinking about like for at least, I, I'm speaking for myself, but hopefully it's for everyone too, which is when you get into stillness and you start noticing other things around you, right? Like, I don't know about you, but in the beginning stages of the pandemic, I remember being outside and like looking up at the sky and thinking, wow, there's no airplane trail. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't even realize that I noticed that before, but I noticed it not being there, Mm -hmm. you know? And like this just kept happening all over. Wow. I hear a bird that I hadn't heard before. And this is incredible. And Something that it really gave me, because now over the course of at least the last six months, a lot has happened, mm. right? Like we used to call it, every week was a COVID year, right? Like so <laughs> here we are in year 12 of COVID, you yes. know? And so, so we started thinking about how much, how much has happened and how much time has gotten distorted. And I, I know at least for me, I was able in that stillness to recognize my own value I didn't realize that there was some healing that needed to be done there for me, which was I being an agency owner and and working on project by project basis for so many years, I didn't realize that I had not only attached my identity to my title, but I also had attached my worth to the value of what others saw in me. And what the stillness of the pandemic has given me the gift of is like ripping apart my title from my, my personality, myself, and recognizing my own value in myself. Like I've, I didn't realize it needed to be healed until I was in the stillness of this pandemic and really had the time to reflect and go, go in word. Yeah. It's interesting how it all impacts us um, in very similar, but also in different ways. You know, there, I know a lot of folks out there, who are trauma survivors. And when stillness happens, you have to confront feelings that you might not have normally confronted. You know, I just usually was able to ignore all that by going to work, going to school, doing comedy, doing music, blah, 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 just filling my life with stuff. And when all that, you know, not all of it, but when a lot of that went away, you have time to reflect and actually work through uh, some of those feelings simply by having them, you know, just allowing yourself to have them. And then I think you get to know yourself better. And, you know, you're right. Our sense of time is so distorted because not only what you know, what you were talking about with the quarantine weeks and years, but, you know, there's a there's a the Trump onslaught of scandals. I mean, there are four scandals a day that would in the before times we would see one of those every five or six years, you know, and so. It's, you know, I mean, you remember back to Obama, we had mustard and a tan suit. And, and, and so <laughs> now here we are. And OK, we had the drone strikes. Uh, we had some deportation issues. Uh, but now we've got that every hour. And it, and it's, um, it, it really does distort your sense of time. And it's very exhausting. So what sort of advice do you have for everybody who's at home? Exhausted. Uh, you know, trying to hold on and, and, you know, just be like, you want me to be creative? I can't even get out of bed in the morning. Like, what, what would you say to somebody like that? Drink. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um. You do, you do say, you do say here, I like to laugh and drink tequila. And that's pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. That's all you need to know about me. <laughs> um, no, no. Um, here, here's what I would offer. Yeah. Uh, first of all, inside of every human being, you know, creating is like the most revered thing. You know, I was like, like, I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person, but I know that like in the first sentence of the Bible, it says in the beginning, God created the earth. Right. So like the first sentence of our like most sacred holy text or one of them anyway, is like, Whoa, that's the thing he chose to do first. He created something. (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. What was he doing before playing, playing Call of Duty and, you know. Exactly. It's like, well, you know, I've been sitting up here for billions of years, so I guess it's time for me to do something. <laughs> That's so funny, Courtney. Like, that was your first thing you did? That was the first thing you did. And Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, so, so that, I mean, that, that, like, got me really curious about, like, well, no wonder human beings feel so much pressure to create, right? Because it's like, 
kind of instilled in the, our most important, like, mores or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what it's called, but, like, our value system is completely based on our doing, right? Mm-hmm. So my advice would be, like, remember that you're a human being, <laughs> not a human doing. And, nice. like, oh, nice. simple, simple. You know, go for a walk. Get outside. Take a sun bath, you know? Like, hey, don't the experts say that, like, a five to ten minute Exposure to sun allows your body to produce the vitamin D needed to build your immune system against COVID, right? So, mm-hmm. like, do yourself a favor. Go outside. Take a walk, even if it's super short. Or, like, go out and lay in the grass. I found that connecting with nature really helps me, too. Like, go talk to a tree. I know it sounds weird, but you'll be surprised. Like, go put your hand on a tree and ask it a question and just pay attention to what answer comes back. <laughs> you never know. Trees are pretty wise. Like, Hmm. So, you know, that's, I would do that. Like I said, take a shower. You can, it, it, the, the point of it is like, number one, take the pressure off of yourself to do, do, do all the time. It's a do, do. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, you know, it, this goes back to the full permission. And it's like being kind to yourself, self-compassion, realize that like we are not in a normal time right now. No playbook has been created for this except for the one that Trump threw out, which he's not sharing with anyone. So we need to be really, really mindful of taking care of ourselves in this time and not being so hard on like, wow, I only did one thing today. It's like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Like, it's fine. (laughs) There's no pressure. No one except for you is putting pressure on yourself to, to do anything. You are in charge of yourself. Take responsibility for yourself. You can only control that in this lifetime anyway yeah how you show up in the world how you respond how you are in relationship to things these are these are the things that we should be thinking about right now you know as opposed to like oh my god I gotta paint the next masterpiece I gotta do this why is everyone else doing so much in the pandemic and I'm doing nothing ah Mm. yeah and it and it's you know it, it it took a while for me to see myself the way I see other people who have gone through what I've gone through as awesome people, um, to apply that to myself. Um, you know, and and you can start small too. Like, even if you just have like a a negative thought about yourself, somebody taught me this trick and it's absolutely wonderful. Looking in the mirror the other day, I'm like, Ooh, I gotta, there's a, I need, my thigh gap is, isn't, uh, where I want it. And, uh, so I need to work on that. And then they said, you know what, say that to yourself in Donald Trump's voice and notice how quickly <laughs> you'll defend yourself. Your thighs, they need some work. Your, your thighs need some, you know what? Fuck you, man. Uh, you know, and then you just kind of, then you're like, Oh, Hey, and then you kind of get a sense of what it's like to stand up for yourself. So I think that that's a really, really important lesson. Well, and also remember, like, if we don't make money off of our bodies, then who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah what uh what did um somebody i can't remember the comedian but he's like if, if if god wanted women to prostitute themselves he would have given them free will and a vagina and <laughs> i always have to laugh at that and we're very pro sex work on this show by the way but um that that yeah it's that's that's a, astounding uh, an astounding thought and i just want to close here with one of your quotes that's like a little love note to yourself it says i am human i have an imagination that allows me to be uniquely creative in anything i care about love me and uh i just sort of wanted to ask you like what 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 made you put that together well it, it it's exactly what you just mentioned right is like we all have ways of like sabotaging our own selves. We call we all have a saboteur who seems to like pop up at the least appropriate times. <laughs> and you know, it's it's worth having some kind of a daily mantra. If I can say it to you, you can say it to you. And we are all exactly right and perfect and whole human beings right now in the moment. As we, we just are. need to give ourselves as we are. <laughs> No, no one is broken. That's a false narrative. There's no such thing as people being broken. You know, we are all exactly right and perfect and whole human beings right now, despite, you know, the, our environments or experiences that might have happened to us that were not our fault, that we feel guilty for, you know, are traumatized by. And the truth is, is that we have the capability to love ourselves as we are if we can fully step into that full permission place 
you know, and unfortunately as human beings, at least at this time in history, we're not taught how to do that. So I thought, why not me? I'll try to teach people how to do that. <laughs> well, it's something I've been working on for a while, so I really appreciate you coming on today. Can you tell everybody where uh, they can find your book and you? Yes, you can find it on Amazon called Be Your Creative Sexy Self. Uh, just search it up. And you can find me most hours of the day on Twitter <laughs> at CS Has Arrived. C for Courtney, S for Smith Has Arrived. Uh, and that's the same also on Snapchat and on Instagram. So hit me up. I want to hear from you. Awesome. Thank you so much, author, creative director. New book out, Be Your Creative Sexy Self, Humorous Stories to Help You Live a Happier Life. Courtney Smith-Kramer, thanks for talking to me today. I appreciate it. And thank you, (laughs) A.G. See, we've learned and growed. (laughs) We've learned and growed. I grew. (laughs) I can't let that one die. Sorry. Uh, Anyway, thank you so much. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back after this quick break uh, with some more something. Maybe it's good news. Maybe it's something else. I don't know yet. It's a surprise. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, Daily Beans listeners, thanks for supporting the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. It's my favorite thing ever in the world because I remember as a kid, cereal. I would sit down Saturday morning cartoons, eat cereal, then I would drink the milk and it would be all flavored by the cereal. I could eat like a whole box of cereal. But as an adult, I mostly gave up eating cereal because it has, you know, sugar and chemicals and carbs. But I am very excited. I I found Magic Spoon. This cereal tastes so delicious. You will eat better than the original stuff. And you won't believe it's made without all the sugar, carbs, or guilt. Magic Spoon brings me right back to being a kid watching cartoons. And it's so good you won't believe it's healthy. I can't say enough about Magic Spoon. As Forbes magazine says, with cereal that tastes this good and offers so much nutritional value as opposed to, well, none, Magic Spoon may be the future of breakfast. And I agree. Magic Spoon cereals amazingly have zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only 3 net grams of carbs in each serving. It is keto-friendly. It is gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, high-protein, and GMO-free. And the best part, it's so delicious, you guys. It's unbelievable. With four amazing flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. Magic Spoon tastes incredible. Honestly, too good to be true, but it's real. My favorite flavor right now is the blueberry. It is so delicious. I snack on it all day. It's a good, dry, healthy snack, too. Totally guilt-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash dailybeans to grab a variety pack and try it for yourself. And be sure to use promo code dailybeans at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash dailybeans and use promo code dailybeans for free shipping. And we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. That's the second time he dropped that Bible since she's been in there. Do you confess? Albert, you pierced the toast. So what? I can't lie! Hello and welcome to Quarantine Confessions. I think this is our fifth or sixth episode. I'm not quite sure, but I'm your host, AG, and with me today is Jordan Coburn. Hello. Hello, how are you? How have you been? How was your week? It was great. I am good. That's all the questions, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty crazy week with Cohen and Flynn and, you know, the Supreme Court tax cases. And uh, it's been pretty crazy, but uh, we made it through another week. And so that means it is time for quarantine confessions. If you have quarantine confessions you want to send in, just go to dailybeanspod.com. And uh, you'll see on our contact page that you can send in your quarantine confession. Or you can uh, hit us up on our pinned tweet on our Twitter account at Daily Beans Pod. And give us a follow while you're there. We're almost at 20,000. We were really close the last time I checked. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, submit your confessions and we will read them on the air. Make sure if you want to remain anonymous, you remain anonymous. And you can include your pronouns, too, if you so choose. 
So, uh, hey, Jordan, you want to kick it off? Sure. Thank you. Uh, first up, from, we have a lot, by the way, today. You all delivered. Thank you. Uh, for, our first one comes from Anonymous, pronoun she, her. She says, confession. One of my favorite relatable experiences involving COVID-19 is everybody, I mean everybody, has a bizarre quarantine panic buy story, though I have yet to meet anyone that tops mine. Just around when quarantine hit Los Angeles, I confess that I made the very real and very concerted uh, decision to purchase 28 bananas, 28 bananas, <laughs> two five-pound protein powder tubs, that's a very satisfying thing to say, two five-pound protein powder tubs, uh, four cartons of car- of coconut milk, and $40 of incense. <laughs> Nag Champa? Is it Nag Champa? Oh, that's a great question. It doesn't say, but I would guess maybe that there's a good chance. That is the most Southern California list of items, short list. Uh, Because I'd be damned if I went a single morning experiencing Armageddon without my post-yoga power shake and the sweet scent of sandalwood. There you go. Polluting my Ah. apartment. We all need our routines, and that one kept me sane. P.S. Everyone always asks how I kept the bananas fresh. Slicing and freezing make for long-lasting nanners during apocalyptic times. <laughs> Namaste, sashay away. <laughs> that last sentence, slicing and freezing make for long-lasting nanners during apocalyptic times. <laughs> Namaste, sashay away. Oh, that's so good. I love it. That is that's perfect. that's good. I have three bananas currently on my fridge. I'm gonna have to rehome them in a second into the freezer. Mm, yeah. I thought that there was gonna be twenty eight bananas, three of which you ate, and then eighteen loaves of banana bread. Which is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what most people do when their bananas turn bad. When they turn ugly. Um, all right. Uh, next up, thank you very much, by the way, Anonymous. Uh, next one is also from Anonymous, pronoun she, her, confession. A couple of weeks ago, another confessor said that he played Best Fiends and had gotten up to the 1200s level. I'm a little embarrassed to say that I downloaded the game onto my phone when I got, uh, and when I got past, way past level 1000, I decided I was playing too much, so I deleted it from my phone. A few weeks later, I missed the game and downloaded it onto my tablet. <laughs> I have to start over from scratch. Currently, I'm on level 1275. <laughs> Save me for myself. <laughs> it's fun right it's so relaxing that's so funny i've been getting really into this game that's basically just like tetris but it's called block puzzle and anytime yeah basically it's tetris except without the the sort of well i was gonna say without the falling element but i suppose that's how the pieces get there in the first place anyways Hmm. i guess i've been into some reinvented tetris wheel also and it's like once you find a game that you love and just soothes you it is like it is hard to let it go so no judgment there um Mm. next up from sarah she her she says confession one i've only just listened to my first quarantine confessions episode tonight i now feel motivated nay obligated all caps to contribute Confession 2. I'm now in my mid-30s and have finally garnered the confidence of a woman who no longer gives a fuck what people think of her, with only a handful of hang-ups about looks or personality traits or whatever. It's very freeing. It took a long time to get to this point. My third decade has truly been the best so far, personally speaking. I do still recognize the world is on fire. <laughs> One of- I appreciate the, the world awareness. Um, one of these hang-ups is, well, I'm very gassy. I'm fart like a buffalo, gassy. Propel a watercraft, gassy. Even clear a room, gassy, at times. I have my mother's bowels. What can I say? <laughs> oh, my God. That is that is a responsibility our mothers probably never want to have, is uh, giving their children their bowels. The light of my eye. I've given them everything. Even my bowels. Um, doesn't, doesn't matter what I do or don't eat. It's just who I am. It can get very uncomfortable to hold all these farts in for too long. Preach. I often try to excuse myself for the for or use the restroom, but it's not always feasible. No, it's not, especially if you're farting and you're with other people. Then you have to, like, fart into, like, a toilet paper ball. It's like a whole freaking thing. I, okay, I under, I feel this so hard. During this quarantine, my partner and I have both been working much more from home. We sit back-to-back on computers many days of the week together now. I can't just up and leave every 15 minutes, so he is inescapably bound to listening to me ripping ass on the regular. (laughs) 
Let's just say he's not used to this. But me? I seem to have committed to the bit. I don't even try to hide it anymore. If it's loud, it's loud. It's a normal body function, I shout in my best indignant grandmother voice. The other day I told him if it bothers him so much, we're going to have to break up. I was not joking. The story has an even happier ending. Partner has accepted me, farting ass included, and I can finally, freely, <laughs> contentedly break my wind. I'm not sorry this is so long and all about farts. You're welcome. Love you guys. And then it's a peach emoji and then the cloud emoji. The the fart cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Directional cloud. <laughs> uh, oh. My sister uh, had this and, and, and still does. She used to sing a song. Um before every fart uh just to warn everyone <laughs> oh my god who has that much warning time in their system she, it's, a, it's a tiny song <laughs> it's a tiny song it goes like this it goes like this and feel free to use this uh sarah feel free to use this <clears throat> listen to this too good to miss da 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 that's okay, how that's, it goes that's amazing that's so i i grew up with so many people around me like constantly just turning their butt into a stage anytime anytime they were gonna fart like and i grew up around gymnasts too so everybody would like get like we had coaches that would get into like these really weird positions and stuff like before they'd fart it was so if you knew that part of my childhood now all of my fart centric humor begins to make sense i was surrounded by farts and leotards yeah i you know how one of the tenets of, of buddhism is acceptance right and there was like my sister literally tried to start a movement called fart for buddha like you know take take my farts accept them buddha would <laughs> you should too farting is a huge part of yoga if you're really doing it you know like That's the true. um like there's like breaking wind you know like breaking someone uh fuck what pose is it it's kind of like happy baby i mean maybe it is just happy baby either way what did very... Je- what did jesse egan say he called it downward facing fog <laughs> <laughs> oh my god jesse's puns are so award worthy so good absolutely anyway thank you for the absolutely. long fart confession i appreciate yes. it uh all right next up uh <laughs> we have from ellen uh, pronouns she, her, confession. I've really let my morning routine go since I'm working remotely, or maybe I routine differently now. To keep myself from getting up from my desk every five minutes, I start my day with a walk and, and going for coffee. While it helps me focus, I'm often pressed for time before my morning conference call and don't get to washing my face and brushing my teeth. To cover, I keep my shades up so there's glare on my computer screen and it makes me less visible. I also pop a piece of gum in my mouth just in case. I don't think breath is bad on Zoom, uh, but I'm afraid making that self-conscious bad breath face in a meeting. I'm afraid of making that <laughs> self-conscious bad breath face in a meeting. For yourself. I hope I'm not chewing. <laughs> I hope I'm not chewing my gum like a cow coo- chewing her cud. But I can only worry about so many things at once. Oh my god! <laughs> Ellen, I love that you're you're concerned about your breath on your Zoom calls. That's so great. Yeah, you're concerned about your own reaction to your own breath, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. That is a very involuntary thing, a, like a stench. When there's a stench and you're just like, oh, what the what the fuck is that? You can't help but contort your face. I get it. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. I uh, We're learning a lot of things about our breath in quarantine, though, aren't we? Truly. Everyone's talking about it with the masks, but I know it's a hack subject, but it is true. It is the most revealing thing just to see, like, how your breath changes too, like day to day. It's very interesting how your diet affects it. It's something I wish I was tapped into all along, really. Um, next, from Steph, pronouns, she, her. She says, Dear Amanda Jordan and AG, quarantine has been going on for so long that I have a lot to confess, but I try to keep it short. So here are the two things I most need to get off my chest and they are safe for work. Smiley face. Thank you for that, Steph. They don't ever have to be, but I love that. Um, First up, my husband and I have three kids, now nine, six, and three years old. It was very turbulent with them at home and with that age difference. The oldest had to be homeschooled, the middle one home preschooled, and the youngest had to be kept from falling out of windows. He is like a little monkey. (laughs) 
To keep him distracted while I had to attend to the older kids, I let the electronic nanny, i.e. Netflix, take care of him, where his favorite show was Paw Patrol. It features six dogs with rescue vehicles in different colors. They should put this on instead of cops. One dog, Marshall, has a red fire truck, Rubble drives a yellow repair truck, and so on. The youngest is a slow talker, but all of a sudden, he started to point at things and say the name of the dogs. To our joy, he learned to name colors by associating them with the dog's vehicles. He says Marshall instead of red, Chase instead of blue, Rocky instead of green, etc. When he went back to daycare, we are lucky not to live in the U.S., we had some explaining to do. <laughs> That's really funny. Um... My my other confession is also related to the young ones and has to do with the redecoration obsession I developed during the lockdown. I have mm-hmm. ordered furniture and several large plants for our home and ended up having a lot of giant boxes and not enough space in the recycling bin. So I did what a good mom does. I disposed of them in the kids' rooms. They were over the moon happy <laughs> to, to be able to build houses and hideaways. We, on the other hand, were happy to temporarily get rid of the boxes and have something to keep the kids busy for a long time. So much for my mediocre parenting skills. To repent, I have sponsored a Patreon membership. Keep up your great work. I have way less time to listen to podcasts since lockdown, but you are always first on my list. I have never missed an episode and don't plan to now. Thanks for all you do and for keeping me informed. Thank you, Steph. Thank you so much for sponsoring a patron. Um, That's... I love that, dude. Building forts, that is like the greatest joy you can give a fucking kid. It's so fun. And it's like instant imagination island it's so fun mm-hmm. love it 100 percent. uh up next we've got three short confessions i'm going to go through these pretty rapid fire here uh the first one comes from anonymous pronouns he him for the first two months of quarantine i drank too much and masturbated too much at detriment <laughs> of my work productivity <laughs> hey that's it that's the whole confession <laughs> <laughs> This is like that's the most confessiony confession I think we've ever had. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. straight to the point. <laughs> yes, I think that mm-hmm. resonates with a lot of people, including myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then from anonymous he him, I totally dislike all my neighbors, each and every one. Quarantine is a gift. All you assholes on my street, keep your distance. Don't tell me about your cat. How loud my recycling bin is because of all the wine bottles, or how your illegal fireworks are more patriotic than my PTSD. Peace out, XO. Yes. Mic drop. Same. You and I, same. Confession. And then from anonymous, uh, pronouns they, them. When the great toilet paper shortage happened, (laughs) sounds like a letter from the Civil War. (laughs) My darling Annabelle, when the great toilet paper shortage happened, I was able to get some emergency toilet paper that lasted me a few months. However, this toilet paper was rough, one-ply, and horrible. I've finally (laughs) been able to get normal toilet paper again, and let me tell you, two-ply ultra-soft toilet paper is an incredible goddamn luxury. That's it. I just wanted to (laughs) enthuse about finally being able to have a decent toilet paper again. I am now living like a king. Yours in love. Anonymous. Okay. (laughs) It sounded like a letter. Thank you. I love that. Uh, Um, Yeah, you don't know what you're missing until you don't have your, your normal toilet paper. Yeah, I agree. Also, in some stores in California, as we're starting to go back into lockdown, it's starting to go away again. I'm like, no, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to those times where my dad is texting me saying, hey, do you have any extra toilet paper? And I'm like, God damn it, dad, fucking fend for yourself. But yes. And then I <laughs> then I bring him toilet paper. We're going back to those days. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. All right. I guess if he gave me life, I can give him toilet paper. That seems like a fair trade. Um, next up from Anonymous. Anonymous says, I just heard the confession from last week about the special needs child. What a warrior. As a retired special education teacher of 32 years, I totally want to hug both him and his wife. The public school special education resource in their town slash city should be able to help. I know in my city they provide a ton of help and it really helps if parents are honest and vulnerable. We are here to help, but you have to let us know. Thank you for sending that in. Thank you so much. Yeah, we got we got a lot of responses to that for, for folks thanking uh, that parent for for writing that. Um, a lot of people resonated with it, so we really appreciate you sending that in. And um, yeah, reach out to your local uh, public school education resource uh, center 
or you know uh, they might have something um, that they can help you with. Uh, Jordan, stick around with me for a minute, okay? We got to do a quick break, but we'll be back. We've got more confessions after this break, okay? Sweet. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, Daily Beans listeners, this segment of the podcast is brought to you by Helix Sleep. You have heard me talk about my Helix mattress and Jordan talk about hers and Mandy and Joelle love theirs. It is like sleeping on a cloud. Best mattress ever you will ever have in your whole life. Because before, I wasn't getting a lot of sleep and I thought it was because this administration and the anxiety and stress of what's going on in our politics. But it turns out I also had a garbage mattress. But thank gosh for Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep understands that you are unique and they customize a mattress to fit you in the way you sleep best. Helix Sleep created a sleep quiz, takes just two minutes to complete online, and they use the answers to match your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect, customized, delicious, amazing mattress for you. If you like mattresses that are soft or firm, or if you sleep on your side or your back or your stomach, some of us are stomach sleepers, or if you sleep really hot, with Helix there is a specific mattress for each and everybody's unique taste. For me, I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I like a medium firm bed and I sleep on my side. So it's perfect for me. But you don't need to take my word for it. Or Mandy's or Jordan's or Joelle's. Helix was actually awarded number one best overall mattress pick for 2019 and now 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. So just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. <laughs> it's incredible. It is so comfortable. And they have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 sleeps risk-free. And they'll pick it up for you if you don't love it. But you will. Helix is offering $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash dailybeans for up to $200 off. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, Next up uh, in the confessional is Jan, sure Jan, uh, and the pronouns are she, her. Uh, She says, I love listening to the Daily Beans podcast, part of my daily routine, which has changed a lot since I started quarantine in March. I use swears in my casual conversation, and it's even better to hear you deliver news with swears. I've also been binge watching crime drama series on Netflix, and having gone through all the standouts, I came upon Dexter, (laughs) the dark, offbeat serial killer blood spatter expert. Dexter's sister, Deborah, is a policewoman and a terrific character who has a serious potty mouth. I actually started collecting some of her more colorful swears, and I'd like to share those with you now. Uh, here's the list. Holy Frankenfuck. Uh, you suck bag. You cock munching fucking fuck nugget. We're in a storm <laughs> fuck of <nugget>. fuck. <laughs> a theory totally gives me a, that a good theory totally gives me a girl boner. Uh, fuck me in the air. I forgot. Uh, well, fucking God bless America. Uh, keep up the fucking good work and fuck balls. Um, <laughs> she only has season eight to go. Hope you enjoyed these as much as I did. Use any part of this you would like. Love all. Be well. Oh, I really love fuck nugget. Yeah, that's good. You yes. cock munching fucking fuck nugget. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, Franken fuck. That's a good one. <laughs> a, a, a Franken fuck is assembled of other fucks, like just right. sewn together. Right. Just a yeah. conglomerate of botched fucks. Yep. And it's love angry. That. Yep. Yeah. I love that. I need to. I haven't seen that show. Have you watched that show? Oh yeah, Dexter. Yeah, I watched that nice. when uh, Six Feet Under was out, or you nice. know, right after Six Feet Under. I'm starting Curb Your Enthusiasm from the beginning and then also Broad City, and I've just been obsessively uh, watching watching those. I was trying to get my mom into Broad City because I'm like, Mom, I swear the show's so fucking funny. You're going to love it. It's about like these two Jewish women in New York, and they're just like the most adorable best friends, and they're so fucking weird, and it's so good, and the writing is so good. But then I had to give my mom a disclaimer. I was like, but Mom, you have to know. It's kind of like sexual, like there's there's a lot of like sexual humor in it and stuff that they can get pretty dirty. And she was like, "I'm okay." She's like, "That's that's yeah, that's fine." I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna show you the first five minutes of the first episode, okay? Just so you know, you can like get a sense of the writing and stuff." I was like really excited to show her, and I totally forgot the first scene of Broad City is one of the characters having sex with her boyfriend as she's like skyping her best friend <laughs> and i was like completely <laughs> completely dead silent in the room i come even though i'm not catholic my family has a very like catholic vibe sex wise in the house it's very i don't know man coming coming from the lady who picked up a pair of your underwear from the floor when your friends were over and says what's this what's this <laughs> it's jordan's underwear <laughs> And like a danced around the house yes. like Jack Skellington. So I'm right. not quite sure. That's um, I mean, if it's embar if it's gonna embarrass me, then that's totally fine. Oh. <laughs> all bets are off at that point. I gotcha. Yes. No, it's more it's weird. Our family isn't conservative by any means, but whenever like sexual topics come up, everyone gets real tense, you know? It's very interesting. 
Very interesting. Anyways, I don't know why I had to say that. Uh, all right, next up, <laughs> pronounce pronoun she, her. Okay, I don't know what happens in my brain, but sometimes when I'm listening to AG interview all the very, very smart people y'all have on, regardless of their gender, I start, sh- I start uh, shipping them romantically. I'm not sure what that's supposed to say. Shipping? That's not what they meant to say, right? I start well, shipping them romantically? If you read on, it makes more sense. Oh, sorry. Classic Jordan. I start imagining that they're about to go on some hot date and I totally lose track of what the interview is about. Then I have to go back, (laughs) rewind, and tell my brain to focus. Sorry if that's super inappropriate and maybe I need to scratch this itch with romantic comedies instead of letting that genre smash into the news with swears. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I think we're all thinking it. We're all thinking Mm. that stuff. That's, That's so funny. Love it. On the topic of sexy times. Next time I'll next time I'll do a more bedroomy voice. The next time I talk to a really important, you know, former U.S. attorney, <laughs> be like, so I, and listen for it, listen for it, anonymous. I'll just be like, so tell me more about that. Just and they'll walk. Know, I'll just slip it in there. Nobody will notice. Um, yeah, they're gonna uh, walk away know, from the, the former... interview being like, that was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> she seemed, hmm. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, we'll, f- we'll, f- we'll figure it out. Uh, next up, from anonymous pronoun she, her, I have two quarantine confessions. No matter Number one, no matter how I try to keep up with them, empty vitamin water bottles multiply constantly around my house, but especially in the bedroom. This is set up as my workspace uh, for work from home. In my defense, I return the empty bottle, glasses and plates, etc., regularly to the kitchen for recycling or washing, but I am somewhat limited in the number of times I do this daily because of the bums, the bums rush... Uh, by my cats going in and out of the room. Oh, okay. Uh, Anyone who uh, has worked at home with cats knows that it's difficult to get to work done with a cat planted between the keyboard and uh, your screen or climbing on your legs or fighting with one another. You get the picture. Nevertheless, uh, even after I have made a sweep of the room to remove empty bottles, I return to find several more. I'm certain they're multiplying on their own. Yeah, they're like gremlins. Um, number two, uh, confession, I have COVID guilt, knock on wood. I, my family and close friends have remained healthy during the pandemic. And the truth is I'm sort of thriving. I'm an introvert. And though I miss seeing my friends and colleagues, um, not having to be around people all the time is energizing for me. Couple that with a change in jobs, uh, who changes jobs in the middle of a pandemic, uh, I guess I guess she does. That is uh, less stressful, though more challenging, and not having to spend two plus hours a day in my car commuting. I live and work in the San Francisco Bay Area. Ah, yeah, uh, and I have time to sleep, cook, and bake, and go for long walks. I'm eating better. My health is demonstrably better. Low, lowest blood blood pressure I've had in years. My daily life in the pandemic is much improved, which is where the guilt comes in. So many lives lost and families grieving. So many people out of work and struggling to get by, uh, to keep a place to live. It doesn't seem fair or right to be happy. Mm. yeah i know i know that that's yeah mm. yeah that's a that's be tough. yeah that's a hard one because it's it's like f- feeling guilty you know i've been confronting this concept of guilt through blm black lives matter stuff more than i ever have like the last month and giving you unsolicited advice a lot of the the advice and guidance that i've received has been you know, trying to find a way to transform that guilt into something that's actionable to the point where you can eliminate that that feeling um, of guilt, right? Or 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 whatever you need to do in your brain to sit with the realities of something without the element of like uh, punishing yourself. Um, something that's more productive for you, and I guess uh, for everybody. But I totally, completely feel that it's really hard to not feel that way yeah especially I feel San Diego guilt kind of because like our county has not been doing the worst compared to other areas in California and we've been like opening up more and stuff and like the last ones to kind of need to close back down again and I've been feeling guilt over that too so I don't even uh, yeah I don't even know how you would turn something like that into actionable items when it's something like a pandemic but i feel yeah yep yeah i I know all about survivor's guilt so yeah yeah totally um okay this next confession comes from karen pronoun she her this is this is a 
a whole reading I'm about to do, okay? So, mm-hmm. let's just go on this ride together. Fan fiction for Justice Daddies. The Adventures of Super AG and Tits McGee. Episode 1. Univer- <laughs> Universal Birth Control. Disguised I'm just going to do sound effects. So you please. just read. I'm just going to do sound effects. Please. Thank you so much. Disguised as brilliant podcast journalists, Super AG and Tits McGee sit with the press corps on the White House lawn. A remote-controlled orange disguised as a pudgy man in a cheap-looking suit waddles to the presidential podium. President Trump! Super AG cries, jumping up. You say Article 2 of the Constitution grants you unlimited powers. Will you change the world by invoking Executive Order 10480, mobilizing FEMA to distribute defensive diaphragms around the world? I do have the best powers. I make the best executive orders. Beautiful executive orders, says the orange. Most people don't know that diaphragms are the best defensive weapons against our enemies, like China and Antifa. So you'll promise to give all women access to birth control, says Tits McGee, jumping up with glee. Birth control for women? Yuck, says the orange, pulling a bottle of Purell out of his saggy suit. Nasty women, you're both nasty women. Get them out of here. The remote-controlled orange waves in panic to the Secret Service men. Shoving Super AG and Tits McGee off to the side, Secret Service dudes ask for ID. Explaining Muller, she wrote, in the Fantasy Indictment League, Super AG and Tits McGee leave the agents scratching their heads, deciding only Russian operatives could have this much knowledge about Trump and Putin. The agents lead Super AG and Tits McGee to the Oval Office. Minutes later, a discombobulated president bursts in. Fake news, fake news, they turn everything I say into fake news, mutters Orange. Plopping into his chair behind the resolute desk, Orange sees Super AG and Tits McGee. Such beautiful women. Are you a gift from Putin? Says Orange. <laughs> we are... <laughs> we are We are gifts from... from hey, how do you say this word? M-A apostrophe A-T. Mott? Who knows? Good. We are, okay, cool. We are gifts from Mott. The goddess of justice! Shouts AG and Tits together. <laughs> tits together! Ripping open their business suits to reveal their environmentally friendly super fabric super suits. You're the nasty women who ask for birth control, screams Orange. Jumping up, he frantically squirts hand sanitizer at the dynamic duo. You can't define us and you can't Purell us away. We're defenders of feminine power, says Tits McGee. I see your feminine powers right here, says the Orange, stretching his tiny hands towards McGee's monumental memories, trying to cop a feel. <laughs> Biff, boff, boom, bang. McGee's super sentient tits clap the president's blob blobulous body between their massively magnificent tatas and begin tossing him around the room. He's powerless inside their titular grasp as they repeatedly bang him against the floor. Add fight song track for this scene. That's in parentheses. Tits McGee calls off her tatas, leaving Orange panting on his back in front of the resolute desk. Super AG jumps onto the desk like a cat, then leaps, landing in a sumo squad over President Orange. Prepared for socially distanced wrestling, Super AG slaps a mask onto the president's face. Thought bubbles appear over AG and Orange's heads. AG thought bubble. Should I grab him by the short hairs to make him comply? Does that make me a sexual aggressor? What if I accidentally grab his Mario Bros. mushroom dick? A thought bubble appears over Super AG's hand. No, no. Don't make me go down there, AG Thought Bubble. Is my hand willing to take one for the team? Can I make it enter the cave of horrors inside the president's briefs? AG's Hand Thought Bubble. No, I am not willing to go down there. Emphatically, no, Super AG's Thought Bubble. No, I can't make my hand do that. Besides, I might get orange pubes stuck on my fingers. I can't shake them off into some corner of shame. We're in an oval office. AG's Hand Thought Bubble. (laughs) AG's hand thought bubble. Woo! Thank you, AG. President Orange's thought bubble. Hehe, <laughs> I can see her underwear. Super AG speaks. Okay, Orange, here's the deal. You invoke Executive Order 10480, Section 101, making the director of the Federal Emergency Management Agency on behalf of the president, you coordinate all mobilization activities of the executive branch of the government, including all such activities relating to production, procurement, manpower, stabilization, and transport of diet 
Jeff Ramps for the defense of women against unwanted sperm, or, said Super AG, taking a much heated breath, or what, says the orange one, or we won't give you all these delicious McDonald's cheeseburgers, says Tits McGee, pulling wrapped burgers from the stylish and figure-flattering snack pockets hidden in her super suit. Hmm, burger, says the, <laughs> says the corpulent orange. Uh, two weeks later, Air Force One, with a retinue of military helicopters, flies over the Kremlin. Kagogo Cherta curses Putin? <laughs> a torrent of small boxes fall from the helicopters. Each box is labeled Defense Against Sperm Act from the United States. You're welcome. Women run from their homes to grab the boxes, reading the Surgeon General warning on the side. Caution, sperm can fuck up your life in so many ways. Stay tuned for our next episode when Putin says, My remote control for the orange president must be broken. I will send repairmen to the White House. End. <laughs> That's a hell of a comic book. Wow. Yeah. They. They. That was fucking great. Thank you. Thank you for the time and brain power you put into that. That was fucking fun. Was yeah. So and now fun. we know why they call you Tits McGee. Oh yeah. That was definitely my favorite sequence I've ever read, centered around my boobs powers. Uh, and dare I say, the only one. So uh, I, w- I, I would love. I would if um. Please send more. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that was so fun. <laughs> Thank you, my God. <sighs> Hey everybody, it's AG and this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by Sunbasket. Uh, so many of us are stuck at home. I'm still staying at home, quarantining, trying to eat healthy, keeping my immune system up, um, you know, socially distancing. I found the perfect service. It's called Sunbasket. So if you want to eat tasty and nutritious meals while avoiding crowded grocery stores, Sunbasket delivers seriously delicious, healthy meals straight to your door. Sunbasket has amazing recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, including paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. And they make it very easy and incredibly convenient. Everything is pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook. You can enjoy a dinner full of organic produce and clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. They're so easy to make. Uh, Each week, Sunbasket offers a wide range of recipes to choose from, so you can try dishes like South Carolina barbecue pork sliders with carrot raisin slaw or red curry chicken over warm jicama citrus salad or even vegetarian falafel burgers with honey lime yogurt and it's so amazing the food is so good and you can order from any recipes across their menu you just click on the ones you want and unclick the ones you don't want you can double up on your favorites skip a week you can snooze it um and and for you know however many weeks you want it's so convenient and so user-friendly and sunbasket facilities have the highest level of food and employee safety too and that's really important to us here at the daily beans they reinforce strict adherence to operating procedures and they've increased sanitization frequency in their distribution centers to protect you and your family and their employees and right now sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go to sunbasket.com slash daily beans and enter promo code daily beans at checkout that's sunbasket.com slash daily beans and enter promo code daily beans at checkout for $35 off your order again that's sunbasket.com slash daily beans and enter promo code daily beans all right i wanted to get to this one i think we have time for a couple more here uh i wanted to get to this one this was from anonymous he him and he says so hey this is the anonymous millionaire and here's another confession i'm so glad you laughed your response to my confession was totally overwhelming and i couldn't just not respond back thank you for using a double negative uh, when travel resumes on my next annual visit to co-workers in San Diego, I'll pack the 2021 currency of the land, be it toilet paper, antibodies, rubles, or God bless it, old U.S. dollars. <laughs> While I should really get over it and go digital to pay my part, I confess I keep riding the coattails and start hoping my confessions spur other patrons and justice daddies with decent courage to reward the Muller She Wrote Daily Beans team for bravery and good work. One more confession. I can't believe I got you to say snatch on air last time and maybe again just now. You were so freaking funny. I laughed so hard at your last episode and it's always a joy listening to you. You're brilliant, wonderful, and gosh, awesome. Seriously, thank you for everything you do. See you on the other side. P.S. I'm married deeply in love and hold my bounds. P.S.S. If anyone else messages you claiming to be the confessor, you can be 90 blank percent sure they are full of shit. Scratch that 100% sure. Oh my God. (laughs) justice daddies that's so funny <laughs> oh god i the pss is my favorite part if anyone else messages mm-hmm. you claiming to be <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah if anyone's new to this ag and i are calling all justice daddies if you want to send uh 
one or both of us to our graduate school of choice that's an offer that's on the table that has nothing in it for you and only things in it for us so if that's that's appealing (laughs) that's nothing in it for you Uh, and only things for us (laughs) that's so funny thank you so much for your follow-up we love follow-up things uh especially following salacious quarantine confessions that result in uh, sugar daddy bits but uh okay i'm gonna read i'm gonna read one from anonymous pronoun she her this is a confession that i'm sure jordan is going to love so if possible get her to read it it is possible my boyfriend and i have been together for three years now and live together for about two and a half of those with that being said hiding the fact that i fart yes has long been out the window I don't know if it's because quarantine is truly to blame or if it's just the passage of time and gas uh, and growing comfortable with each other. But farting is often pointed out and laughed at in our home. So much so, we often joke that a Halloween decoration turned permanent apartment fixture mermaid skeleton is the culprit when either of us rips ass <laughs> to the point that now I don't think we could take her down because if she's gone, who are we going to blame for the wind passing through our tiny apartment? <laughs> I take a lot of enjoyment of getting to fart freely in my home and when i get any sort of reaction blaming it on the 16 inch plastic mermaid for all butt related crimes that's butt related crime yes <laughs> always find someone else to blame i love it especially inanimate objects god i think i i see a trend that all butt related confessions go to you i see so. that trend as well <laughs> so maybe maybe in your maybe in your include you know name and pronouns maybe we put whether it's butt related or not and then <laughs> it's for you <laughs> yes i'm definitely gonna change my twitter bio to, to add fart daddy on there that's nice i want people to know it's a safe space um here's one from heather uh, pronoun she her i began smoking during an awful three-year divorce and i have been trying to quit every day since the patch the gum wellbutrin enchantix nope Said my nicotine addiction, I actually it actually took a pandemic, a dead car battery, and the need to call Uber to take me to buy cigarettes. Does anyone living alone shower regularly when they're trapped at home? Of course not. So yes, folks, I finally quit smoking because I just didn't want to take a shower. Ridiculous, <laughs> but true. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. I had a friend that said the same thing. She lives in New York, and ever since I've known her, she's been a pack-a-day smoker. And she said that she stopped because she's too freaked out by by covid in new york she doesn't want to go outside she always go, has to go outside to smoke and she just doesn't want to do that anymore and she's too lazy also to <laughs> to like get ready and stuff and go outside so uh congratulations i i know that that's that's like a massive massive victory if that's something you've been yes, trying to congrats. do which clearly you have so hell yeah so we actually have just two more left i think we can get to them i'm going to read this one from anonymous he him Uh, and uh, he, him says, my confession is, I'm also a dude that mostly pees sitting down. It really is the best. (laughs) Yes. It really is the best. I grew up in a house as the only boy among six female family members. I was never encouraged to stand. Maybe it's just laziness, but unless it's an outdoor or public restroom setting, I've never seen the use of it. This has become even more so since working from home. I sit and take my leisurely pee and hide from the rest of the family who assumes I'm pooping. Let this quarantine (laughs) teach all men it's not unmasculine to pop a squat. Yes. (laughs) Make sitting normal for everyone. (laughs) Fuck yeah. I like, we're inspiring people, AG. Our listeners, Mm. through our voices, are changing the minds and butts of Americans and global citizens abroad. Sit down when you mm. pee if you want to like peeing. It's the mm. only way to do it. You know, it's kind of a bummer. I've never gotten to try standing up when I pee. I've only done it a couple times and it's gone disastrously. It was just, it was horrible. I wish that I had the ability mm. to, to switch sides in such a way, mm. you know? To pitch yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, next up from Elise. Pronouns they, them. They say, seven years ago, I got a divorce. My ex never changed their Facebook password. For a full year, I would log in to see what they were up to. Here is a poem. The year composed of one private message between friends, in quotes, discussing our former sex life. Two, explicit uh, explicit premarital sex remembrances. Three, marriage proposals. Four, wise friends telling you child custody agreements don't allow for consecutive holiday ownership. Five, hypocritical religious, in parentheses, Mormon, advice giving. Six, inches of penis. <laughs> Seven hours 
of a toddler walking the mall. Uh, eight ignored facts on autism. Nine synchronous logins. Stressful as fuck. Ten lies to future in-laws. Eleven who thinks your wife is, was, addicted to porn. Twelve other social media accounts, including Reddit, that I know. I lost the ability to log in after Facebook started advertising their data tracking login locations where users could go to find it and how to set up text email notifications for new logins. Only then did he change his password. Good news, I'm remarried, the child was able to be adopted by my current husband, and my family is thriving. And then there's an asterisk, outside of the pandemic, assuming Trump gets kicked out of office and we magically stay employed. <laughs> thriving is a relative <laughs> thing nowadays. But oh, true. good riddance to the past life, and I am so happy for you for your new one. Yes, congratulations so cool. on your divorce and your new marriage and your thriving asterisk. Yes. All right. Well, we got to all of them, Jordan. Yay. We did it. We did it. That was <laughs> awesome, y'all. Um, keep sending them. We've got tons. Uh, we'll do this again next week. And we really appreciate you uh, sending them in. And, you know, for the other show, you can send in your good news. Um, and, and, you know, we'll read it on the air. And, of course, you know the drill. Make sure to let us know uh, your name or if you want to remain anonymous, what your pronouns are, if you're into that. And, uh that's it. That's the end of the show, and I don't have a sign-off. Do you have anything to say? I do not, no. All right. Well, uh, this is how we end the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>